0: When you leave, uh, you know, let's say it's at 18, you, you embark on a different timeline. Your entire existence and that your experiences are so far removed from what you knew. And let's say you do four or eight or 10 or 20 you know, years of service and throw in combat experience and all that other stuff. And when you're done with that, when you reconnect you're tr- to that family and everybody else that you left behind, a lot of times, the only thing, at least for me, you're trying to reconnect from the point where you left the point where that's that timeline segmented. Well, guess what? You've missed birthdays. You've missed graduations. Yeah. You've missed weddings. You've missed births. You've missed, uh, people growing up. You've missed people growing old. You've missed people dying. And so when you're reconnecting sometimes, like in, like in, in cases like mine, you know, you're trying to reconnect 14, 15 years after the last real civilian connection you had with your family. That's very difficult. Because they're not the same and you're not the same. And trying to reconnect with who you are with them now might not even be something that they're, you know, might even be something that they're like, oh, that's kind of scary. This person's been through. You're a different person now. Yes, I'm a very different person now. And trying to make that connection is very difficult. And I think that's why uh, gaming in, as, a, as a way of call it therapy Is uh, in gaming with communities and friends and other people, even if they haven't served yet, uh, it's because they don't, they get to know you now and they get to know you in a different way. They get to know you specifically through gaming. And that is a comfort because without that, you may not feel like you have anybody.
1: Today we have some very special guests: Deity from StackUp.org and Raging Axeman from Regiment. Uh, both uh, organizations I hold very near and dear to my heart, as I am a member of both. Also, so uh, Deity, Raging Axman, welcome. I appreciate you all coming out today. Uh, we Glad have to a lot of we have a lot of questions today for you guys. Uh, And we're going to talk about uh, how charities and veterans and all how we raise money and how we support veterans in various different ways, uh, especially around, uh, you know, veteran suicide, which is a big deal, I think. So, so Deity, first, we'll start out with you. Uh, What do you do? First, introduce yourself for people that don't know you. And if you uh, uh, don't know Deity, I've known him for a very long time. We're both uh, battlefield content creators and been playing together forever but uh go ahead deity and go ahead and introduce yourself and let everybody know what you do
0: yeah thanks man and uh, appreciate you and missy putting this on and having us involved in the podcast um it's always great to come on and, and be with you guys and it's always good to see you pun uh, we don't get to play together often enough for sure uh yeah, but yeah my no, name don't. is deity uh or sean i work for stackup.org i'm an influence relations manager that uh my my whole role there is to find content creators find people where they are to do some charity streaming uh, for veterans we uh, the charity itself i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more but uh, i'm a long time battlefield player Uh, we won't talk about that today (laughs) Uh, i haven't made content uh, and i haven't made content on battlefield for a little while Um, but i am a first person shooter guy i'm a gamer i'm a two two time combat veteran i'm retired army sergeant first class so I kind of check all those blocks when it comes to veterans and gaming. Um, I deal with the same things that a lot of other veterans, uh, combat veterans and veterans alike deal with uh, in terms of like PTSD and mental health. So all of this stuff is is very important to me, uh, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing right now, which is why I'm working with stack up even before I worked for them. I worked with them, raising funds and, and doing that volunteerism type stuff um it's all very important to me it's all part of my dna it's who i am so uh that's me in a nutshell hopefully that's a good
2: enough intro fun Oh,
1: perfect i think all right raging x-man let everybody know about you
2: all right so my name is raging x-man um brandon uh a lot of you guys know me by raging x-man uh, I served in the Marine Corps for four years from 2010 to 2014, um, 0300, 0331, machine gunner. Um, I got over 25 years of gaming experience uh, from the NES, playing Duck Hunt, Mario, um, Days of Thunder. I know you guys probably played the hell out of that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I first learned about regiment, um, you know back a year ago, actually a year this month, Um, I joined uh, March of 2021. And uh, just this last couple months, I accepted a position as a staff. Um, We've we've done great things since I've came in. Um, The the Twitch hasn't really been it's kind of been dormant with just tournaments and stuff like that. Um, We've taken it from that to being live every day uh, from 1200 to 2200 Eastern Time every single day, Monday through Sunday um we're, we're planning on doing a lot of things with the the twitch side because of the fact that the gamers use or veterans use gaming as as an out like we all have our demons we all have our, our mental issues and gaming is one of those ways that we just kind of find a way out so regiment you know found a way to bring veterans together through gaming and we're, we're combating veteran suicide with that we're combating the depression the ptsd the anxiety you know, being able to, to game with other like-minded veterans. And uh, that's, that's one thing that I definitely stand behind is, is veteran suicide is a big, a big deal, um, especially nowadays. And it's one thing that I'm always ready to do more, be better at um, combating it. And I, although I haven't had to deal with it a whole lot um, there are instances where I did have to deal with it. And I think, regiment and stack up definitely handle it in in the best way and they do a lot to prevent that from happening
1: very good well Dee, Dee, since we're uh we're talking about uh-oh lost his camera does he still have a microphone how about now there we go
0: my phone did something stupid so sorry i'm oh, mobile guys I, I, this wasn't supposed <laughs> to be a mobile podcast but semper semper gumby right is
2: that how that goes yeah
1: hey that's how we work right it's
2: always flexible
1: yeah so dd can you go ahead and let's go over the mission of stack up and how they support that mission
0: sure um so stack up what we do is we focus on gaming uh and geek culture as a means to combat uh mental health problems support veterans and uh, in, in, uh, in a positive mental health role as well as prevent suicide with some of our programs that we have directly. Well, so everything that we do is focused around those tenants. Uh, we know that uh, over 22 a day, uh, veterans in the United States alone take their own life, uh, which is a crazy amount. Um, and we know during COVID that that's, you know, clearly been a you know an exacerbated problem, just because a veteran who's already isolated was further isolated in the last two years than they may have ever been. Um, yeah. Just to, you know, due to the pandemic and due to everything else. Uh, and so we know that that number is, is even higher than, than what it had been before. Um, but just, you know, even without the direct suicide numbers in itself, uh, when you're talking about, I think Axman had said it, you know, we're all gamers. We use that as, as our uh, one of our ways to combat the things that are entering our mind and and consume us. And so these other, you know, having a gaming community, having people that play games, having games uh that that um can occupy that space, denies the uh the bad thoughts or the worst things in your mind from occupying that same space and same time. Um so we do supply crates where we send supply crates full of uh it's basically a gaming a gaming care package full of uh, maybe a console, uh, some maybe some board games, video games, T-shirts, swag, comic books, coffee, whatever we get, whatever we can throw in that crate. We send those to troops that are deployed, um, or even at home after service. And I know some people are, you know, like, well, we don't have a whole lot of troops deployed. Well, that's not actually true. Just because we're not necessarily in Iraq and Afghanistan anymore, we got a lot of a lot of people. Um, from the U.S. and our allied services that are deployed overseas. If you don't realize right now, we got a ton more that we just sent over into Eastern Europe uh, or Central Mm, Europe. We've got uh, ships underway all over the place, pun right there, right up your alley. We got those. These are constant military operations that we're always doing. And so we are finding that we've got Marines stationed at embassies across the world. We've got CSAR uh, birds flying all over in, in Africa and different places. There's a lot of veterans deployed. So we send those care packages out to all of those places, just as we did when people were deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, And so just to clear the misnomer of, well, we don't have a lot of people deployed. We do, we do, we have, we have a lot. Um, And those are rotating missions. Um, And so one of our other, uh, that's our physical uh, operation that we do for veterans uh, and active duty service members of U S and allied forces. Then we also have our air assault program. Our air assault program is, basically an all expense paid trip for a veteran and we take them to a really badass event, you know, something that's really fun, really gaming and geeky. We'll take them to PAX. We'll take them to um, E3 Comic-Con, you know, maybe get them to meet their favorite cosplayer uh, maybe to meet a celebrity. If we can get them in touch with a celebrity, which, I mean, we've done these things. These aren't like, you know, these aren't things that are, well, we'll definitely try and we will try, but we have done. Um, and then we'll, you know, if we can get them a tour of a studio, maybe play a game early, you know, those types of things, anything that we can do for that veteran that may not have been able to afford it to be able to go to them. They couldn't have afforded to go themselves or perhaps they weren't up here. They weren't ready to go and say, you know what? Um, you know, agoraphobia is a real big thing. PTSD, yeah. social bubble, isolation. We give them that, that that bubble, that safety bubble. Um, And we take them to these and say, you're allowed to have this. This is something awesome. And you're allowed to have this, too. Um, And so we give them that safe space. And then we have our 24-7 suicide prevention discord. And that discord is, um, unfortunately, very active over the last two years. You know we have uh, a lot of people entering that discord and it's not just simply suicide prevention it is crisis intervention so you know you can pop in there right now and say hey you know what my my name is deity552 and anonymously i'm i'm chatting with you telling you i'm not having a real good i'm not in a good headspace right now something's not right for me and i need some help and they're going to take you and triage you um, and if they feel like you're going to hurt yourself or someone else, then they have what's called a duty to warn. And we have a clinical board that we escalate that call to, um, you know, to make sure that we're not going to you know, lose somebody that day. And so we, we run the gambit of all of those. It's a very active program. Uh, every year that we've been uh, in, in activity, we have continued to grow in all of our programs. It's the one that I say, God, I hate that we have that program. But what I really wanna say is I hate that we have to have that program. I love the program and what it does, but we all know that if people are entering that, that means we got a problem, but we're there. We're there for them when they enter there. Uh, but that's, that's what StackUp does. That's the mission that we that we support. That's what I'm doing is looking for content creators to raise funds to do those things, raise money for supply crates and aerosolts, um, raise money to support the STOP program. Um, that's, in, in a nutshell, that's what we do.
1: And I can say, you know, as a stack up stream team member, um, the thing that motivates me the most is getting people help and the stop program. is probably to me the most important thing that stack up does, uh, because that's, what's going to save lives. And, uh, I've seen it firsthand, even within the last month, I've had a personal friend of mine that's used it and it helped. Um, so I'm telling you I'll you know, deity, uh, can can tell, you know he can attest to this too but if you know of anybody that needs help that is a 24/7 around the clock um service free of charge that you we can get you help there so please uh you know if you go to stackup.org uh, website you'll see the link for stop you can get the discord uh you can go to stackup's twitch the discord links down there everybody everybody i think every military member at least needs to join our, the stackup discord so that you can get that access if you need it, or if you have a friend that needs it. All right, Absolutely. Well, uh, <laughs> so I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, I've joined Regiment, I've probably been there for about a year now, um, or almost a year. And it was really interesting when I joined Regiment, is that I saw that the mission of the Regiment aligned very closely with StackUp. And then j- fairly recently, Regiment has joined StackUp. So uh, Rajan, can you go into detail on why Regiment decided to partner with StackUp and describe what Regiment does to help folks?
2: Well, I mean, Stack Up, they have a very similar uh, motto and, you know, business plan that Regiment does. I mean, we're we're both using gaming to combat veteran suicide. Um, we raise thousands of thousands of dollars for numerous veteran and suicide prevention charities uh, stack up included. Um, so I mean, it, it was definitely beneficial for us to partner with them. Um, just because of the fact that we have a, a like mindset. Um, reg- regiments all about combating suicide. It's our, our number one goal is to combat suicide through gaming. Um, just like stack up with with Dighty, where he said that their main goal is to combat suicide in veterans through gaming. So for us not to partner with stack up, it, it it's it's a done deal there like it it was gonna happen um but regiment like we have gamers that that stream we have people that create youtube and everything and we try to help them as much as we can but our main goal isn't to make sure that they get partner and make sure that they succeed on youtube um although we'd like to see that happen they can do that on their own by just networking through the members and i think that's probably the biggest you know aspect that they have to do that is to network with people make friends with people you know get other veterans that are, are like-minded like them to join their streams support each other through each other and i mean that's what the military is all about is you know getting everyone six <clears throat> so our our main goal is to combat suicide so people will join regiment that think okay i'm gonna promote my stream and everything and that's that's not what we're about um we're about combating suicide through gaming Um, I've come in, I've I've put in the programs like the the new Twitch team program. Um, we're working out a few kinks with that, that we, we started with, but we've got it running pretty smoothly. Now, um, what we do with that is every month we accept applications and through those applications, we go through them. We find the people that have the, the best quality, the best entertainment, uh, best personality, and we add them to our monthly roster. Um, what we're doing there is we want to have more interaction with our members. We want more members to come to the stream. We want more members to interact with each other, have fun. The biggest thing about streaming is it's either a make or break. Streaming is either going to make somebody or break them. And the, the, what I see every day is veterans will come through, they have their own problems, they'll start streaming, and they they think they're going to be the next Nick Merckx or Tim the Tap Man. And we all know that's that's not the reality it takes a lot of years and grinding to get to that point and you may never get to that point um, there's partners that only have 100 200 people the last five years and they're never going to break that so that really gets them down and then you know they're back in their their dark place so I think the biggest thing for us as gamers and streamers is to like set that aside don't worry about the numbers and everything worry about interacting with other veterans and streamers that are veterans that can help you. Um, Regiments there for you. Stack up is there for you. If you have an issue, instead of just giving up on a goal or giving up on life, you know, come to us. We're all here to help. Regiments there to help. It's our number one goal to combat veteran suicide through gaming stacked ups there to help it's there the same thing combat suicide through gaming. And that's that's why I joined Regiment. That's why I love you know working with Stacked Up. Uh, I've worked with Stacked Up numerous times, um, just as a as a personal streamer raising funds for yeah. them. Um, I think that Regiment's going in the right direction with combating suicide through gaming, and I think we're going to continue to go in the right direction. We're over ten thousand members in our Discord now, and that that number is growing astronomical every day. I think when I joined last March, we were at two thousand-ish members, if I remember correctly. I think that's around the time that you joined. Yeah, it's about the same time. Yeah, yeah it's about two thousand members were in the Discord. So in over a little over a year, we've we've grown to ten thousand from from two thousand. Like that's out of this world for growth. Um, and the reason why Regimen is growing, and the reason why Stack Up is growing, is because we're we're unique. There's numerous charities and organizations out there that combat veteran suicide, but I think we're the only ones that really combat it through gaming, um, and that, that that really attracts people, because who doesn't like to play video games? I mean, even people that, you know, don't play Xbox or PlayStation or, you know, PC, the, the hierarchy of the consoles, um, they, they still play mobile games. They're still going to play, like, uh, COD Mobile or something. So everybody plays video games, and I think that's the biggest uh, goal point to combating veteran suicide is through gaming, because like we said before, we have our own demons, myself included. I've, I've been at that all time low where I was ready to just, you know, end it all. Um, but I got the help. I got the help I needed. I, I pushed through it just like, you know, the Marine I am. I improvised, adapt and overcame. Yeah. and. The, the biggest thing that helped me was video games was playing video games with other veterans, other veterans that have been to combat that know what we went through and I see regiment and stack up doing that for other veterans is you know making sure that they interact and, and find people that they can interact with that have been there and, and done that and seen things that we saw and you know that that I think is what helps more than going to a shrink or, you know, just keeping it bottled up in the back of your head, like the military teaches you to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, um, and I think gaming is a great um, platform for a lot of veterans. Um, and since we're talking, you know, we're talking about this, uh, and it's—I don't think this question was in the list, but what, what does, what does gaming do for veterans? I mean, how are gaming games helping veterans? Because I, I personally have used games for myself, but <clears throat> uh, can y'all talk, can y'all, you know, both kind of talk about that, uh, did if you want to go ahead and start on that?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, it's, uh, there's this mindset of, you, there's only a, 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 one tool for one job. Right. So there, you know, you need to have, you know, a pill for a problem. You need to have a counselor for a problem, you know, and and all of that stuff, that, that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Uh, but there's no magic bullet for this type of stuff. Like, in the simplest of terms, uh, so for some people, it's church, it's their religion. For some people, it's their family. For some people, it's the gym. For some people, you know, getting out there and getting some endorphins or a good run. Uh, not all of that works for every person. And so what what gaming is, it's another tool in your tool belt to attack the same problem. And if a game can consume a part of your thought and a part of your mind in a way that uh, can't be supplanted by the worst things that you've got going on and the worst things that when you're because when you're alone as a veteran who has especially veterans who have seen things that they don't wish to re-see, but they can't get away from those things or those those seeping thoughts. If you can fill that space with other things that are fun or engaging, I mean, it doesn't have to be gaming. We're talking about we're talking about gaming because that's what we do. Um, we're also talking about video gaming. It doesn't have to be video gaming. It could be D and D. It could be playing a board game. You know, it could be uh, you know watching you know Marvel movies, reading comic books, reading books in general. These are all the same type of. Uh, activity that gaming is. It's just a fun thing that, and you know what, and there's some gamers out there that they actually don't get the enjoyment out of the out of the game itself. They get the enjoyment out of something that comes out of the game, you know, like completing the level or, yeah. you know, uh, building the castle in Minecraft or, you know, it's like they hate the grind, but they love the product, right? All of it's the same. It's just occupying space that would otherwise or could potentially be occupied by very seeping very, um, very bad thoughts or very bad memories. And if we can keep the worst thing in your mind, the last thing in your mind, then maybe the worst thing in your mind is not going to be able to consume you. That's, that's, that's why gaming. Yeah.
1: And I think I know I, and I'll, you know, speak from personal experience, uh, not only gaming has helped me mentally, but it's helped me physically. Um, there was a time where I was actually using video games for physical therapy when I had surgery from a service related, uh, injury. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people don't consider how games can help veterans, but that is one way that the, that I've personally seen it too, is that I've used it to help me, uh, regain mobility in, in my, in my hands and my elbows. So that too, uh, rage, what, what do you uh, have to say on that topic?
2: Uh, I think that it's a, like I said, it's a perfect tool to combat suicide and everything because for me, it was shooters. Like shooters were the biggest thing for me. I, I don't play shooters anymore because of recent things that have happened with hacking and all that. We won't, yeah. we won't get into that right now, but um, shooters were the biggest you know thing. No hacking and it, gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not at all. Not at all. Boom, especially boom. not Warzone. zone. <laughs> um, but I mean, in reality, a combat vet, you're comfortable in that situation. And I know a lot of people would agree with that. You're comfortable in those types of situations and then you come out and they and you just kind of get the boot. Like here, here's civilian world, how do you adapt to that? You have no debriefing on how to go back to civilian life. You've had what, 18 years of civilian life and you can't even really use that because you weren't an adult then, you were a child. So now you're just kind of like thrown to the wolves, put in the civilian world as an adult, and you're like, what do I do now? So I think video games are a good outlet for that, especially for the combat vets playing shooters, because it put you back in that situation again. You're able to do your call-outs and you know, able to to feel like a a part of a fire team again. And you know, just even reverse psychology and everything, hearing the sounds in, in your headphones to kind of subconsciously puts you in that element again um and as much as it messes us up it's like i don't i don't know how many people are watching that aren't veterans but i I will say for you guys that aren't veterans and have not or have not been to combat like it messes us up mentally but at the same time we'd go back in a heartbeat it makes absolute no sense to, to to the normal everyday person but like It's just the way that our minds are made, especially like in the Marine Corps, like they drill that into your head, that that you're a warrior, you're a killer. Like that's who you are. And it, it sticks with you. Even, even in civilian life. Like I'm, I got out, uh, let's see, what is it? Eight years ago. Um, I've been a firefighter for the last six years and I even put Marine Corps mentality into my job with firefighting. Um, it's, it just constantly stays with you. You know, the, in the military, you always, you always thrive to be the best, you always thrive to advance in in rank and everything that that's what I've done with the fire department, like, um, I went from being, you know, the, the probie to advancing up to a fireman, where I was on a medic unit, advanced up into being a, a driver operator now driving a fire truck every day. And I think if we apply that to everyday life, as well as video games, it, it's we can go a lot of places, Um, you know, the Call of Duty with with code, where they hire veterans to be on the developing team and everything. I think that's an amazing thing, too, because yeah. it's, it's getting veterans off the street. Like, quite literally, we have veterans on the streets that have the knowledge to build video games. But because they just kind of get kicked to the curb with no direction from from the branch they're they're on the streets like they don't know how to cope with life and i think call of duty um other than the issues with activision um i think that aspect of it they're doing the right thing um video games are our outlet and we need to continue to use it as an outlet because like i said you you can go to a shrink all day and talk about your problems but at the end of the day (laughs) veterans are, are a different breed like we can't just talk about our problems and then it's gone. I mean, we, we tend to, to cope with them a different way, whether it be, you know, food or alcohol or video games. Video games are the safest way to, to cope with it because, I mean, how many people drink themselves into a slumber and, you know, don't wake up from it? How many people eat so much that they end up with diabetes that, you know, causes them to be terminal with it? And at least with video games, you there's there's no consequences of playing video games, and I, I that's why I think that video games are a good coping me- mechanism for veterans dealing with PTSD.
1: Yeah,
2: and I, know I say too, fun
1: Yeah, go ahead, Dee Dee, please.
0: Oh, you, well, you were going to go ahead and tip in on that. There was something that Rage, Raging said that I wanted to kind of expound on a little bit. Go ahead. So, you 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 know, Raging had mentioned. Uh, you know you got you only had 18 years of being a civilian so what the hell does that i mean you, that's actually a really good way of of looking at that um, i'm going to steal that by the way um, it's 100% <laughs> stolen um stole so strategic oh, transfer of logistics writer. and equipment stole so i'm going to steal <laughs> that but uh here's the thing when you leave for the military this is something that is hard to really convey to people who haven't served When you leave, uh, you know, let's say it's at 18, you you embark on a different timeline. Your entire existence and that your experiences are so far removed from what you knew. And let's say you do four or eight or 10 or 20, you know, years of service and throw in combat experience and all that other stuff. And when you're done with that, when you reconnect to that family and everybody else that you left behind, a lot of times, the only thing, at least for me, you're trying to reconnect from the point where you left, the point where that timeline segmented. Well, guess what? You've missed birthdays, you've missed graduations, you've missed weddings, you've missed births, you've missed uh, people growing up, you've missed people growing old, you've missed people dying. And so when you're reconnecting, sometimes like in in, in cases like mine, you're trying to reconnect 14, 15 years after the last real civilian connection you had with your family, that's very difficult because they're not the same and you're not the same and trying to reconnect with who you are with them now might not even be something that they're you know might even be something that they're like oh that's kind of scary this person's been through you're a different person now yes i'm a very different person now and trying to make that connection is very difficult and i think that's why uh gaming and as a as a way of call it therapy is uh, in gaming with communities and friends and other people even if they haven't served yet uh, it's because they don't they get to know you now and they get to know you in a different way they get to know you specifically through gaming and that is a comfort because without that you may not feel like you have anybody you don't feel like you have your family you know, at least not the way you thought you did. You know, you don't feel like you have those things. And instead of being alone, gaming and gaming communities gives us people to be around. And they we didn't know them 18 years ago, 20 years ago. We know them now. Um, one of the things that I benefit from more than anything is my wife, uh, I met as I was retiring. So she knows me better than anybody else because we've known each other for all of that after service time. And she was there with me for everything that we've experienced since then. Way better than my family ever could, because I missed, you know, a couple, you know, decade plus of all that family connection. So, raging, I just wanted to kind of take that that comment that you made and kind of expound upon it. Um, and I am going to steal that because it's, it's 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 really salient. It's really important. Um, you're right. We only get 18 years to practice of what being a civilian is like, as well as being connected to that family and friends that we have at that point. After that we're different people entirely. Mm. You know, the military trains you, teaches you train, you become a leader. You become, you know, someone who is on a team, you become something completely different. And I don't mean a robot. I mean, a different human being. And by the time you come, you come back to connect, Um, that's tough. It gets real tough. That adds to all that stress. You don't have the, you can't go to your mom or your dad and say, unless maybe they've served, maybe they're a Vietnam vet or something. And maybe that makes sense. But in most cases, you can't come back and be like, mom, you won't believe what I saw and try to make that make sense. That's hard. That's hard for us to do. Anyway, I just want, I don't want to ramble on that one, but I did want to kind of tweak on that one a little bit.
2: I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I I met my wife after I got out and everything. She understands me now way more than my own family. Oh, yeah.
1: One of the things that we do uh, here on the podcast is we do feature chat questions, and uh, Zoomy CR has one. It's pretty lengthy. I don't know how it will display. We'll see. I'll show it, see if they shrink it down. There you go. It works. So he says, I know a vet who retired as a Sergeant E5 got hundred percent from the VA dudes given up on asking the vet community for help because he gets treated like a piece of link. Figure out what this is based off of the rank he's retired at and his MOS combined supply. What would you say? I think the gist of it is, is he, he was saying, uh, uh, what can he do, uh, to, to get help? Or what would you say to that guy to convince him not to give up? That's the question.
0: Oh, fuck those people! Sorry for yeah. my language, but if yeah. somebody's gonna look down upon you for the rank that you retired at, I mean, I mean, I'm guessing you probably disability retired. I mean, I, dis- I disability retired as an E7. I had 14 years. I mean, it's you know, I it's weird, you know, when somebody gives you that, oh, you retired, huh? You did 20. That's it's like you know what? Screw you. I wanted to do it. That was that was where i wanted to be my my next position was a first sergeant of the mi company like of course i wanted to continue but the you know my my body and the military had other plans with what with things that went down and went wrong and how i got you know how i was hurt and and whatnot so i i don't have a choice in that matter so i would tell that person first off to tell anybody who was looking down upon them for their their military occupational specialty or what their rank was when they were disabled or when they were retired to get bent because yeah. that person is, has no value to me if they're going to value you based on those things. Look, if you're because once you're if you're in the uniform, you got to value that private, that E1 or whatever, the same way as you're going to value that sergeant major there. Exactly. That person has a legitimate functional value, the training that they've gone through, the training that they're going to get, the leadership that they embody. So and this guy was a sergeant. That's what I would tell him. And I know that that sounds kind of cra- kind of brash a little bit that's what i would tell them first off and second off i would tell them find a gaming group whether it's regiment or whether you know find something that uh, where people are not going to do that to you and there's lots of them out there and you know regiment is one of them that's sitting right here stack up is an is a, is a organization of both veterans and civilians they can join in there um, gaming has gaming is just one of those really fun uh things that you don't even have to think about it too hard. You just have to get in and play games with people. And you ain't gonna. And you know. And if you find a place where you're getting judged, you leave that place. You know.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Raging Raging, fun. how can the Regiment help? Help Zumi's
2: friend. I mean, I'd say come on over. I mean, if you game, come on over. Uh, we'd be glad to help you. We'd be glad to have your six. Um, as far as the issues that he's having, I mean, I'm I'm with Didi on it. Like, screw him. Like, people don't know what they're talking about half the time, especially if it's a civilian saying it Um, like myself. I did four years. I wanted to do the whole 20, but my body just gave up on me. I wasn't able to do it. I got forced out medically and a lot of people are like that. And you you can't fault somebody and pick on their faults for being medically retired or or medically discharged because of the fact that they still signed the contract. They still took the oath. Just because they're hurt and they're out of the military doesn't mean that that oath ever expires. I guarantee that if, if the things going on in Ukraine and Russia and stuff, if if there was an enemy front on our soil, those are going to be the first people that pick up a rifle and fight are the, are the retired veterans and, and, you know, disabled veterans. They're going to be the first ones to fight because they can't go in and fight anymore. Um, As far as MOS, like, when we're in, we all make our jokes. You know, me being an infantry guy, a grunt, people that were admin or supply, I always called them pogues, person other than grunt. Um, we make our jokes for them. But at the end of the day, we're, we're all serving the same branch. Like, especially in the Marine Corps, every Marine a rifleman. It doesn't matter what job you are, you're still a rifleman. And it's the same for all the other branches. Like, if, if the shit goes down, whether you're an IT guy or an admin guy or a grunt, you have the opportunity at some point to pick up a rifle and fire it. So uh, this whole thing with, you know, picking on MOSs or talking down on somebody because they're a, an admin MOS, it, it's it's BS. Like, we just got to grow up. I, I know the military is changing um, from when we were in. Uh, I've noticed over the last couple of years that the, the Marine Corps itself has changed drastically. Like when I went through, I got a scar on my lip because I didn't hold the rifle four inches and drill instructor came up, kicked the rifle rifle went in my mouth. I got four stitches on my lip. And I'm scarred for life for that, both mentally and physically. Um, They're not allowed to do that anymore. They're not allowed to touch them. They're in, in my opinion, they're making our military soft because of this cancel culture and, and you know, everybody gets offended by everything. And, and, I feel like the military is just one thing that we can't do that with because then we end up with issues like this, where people are talking down on somebody that was medically retired or discharged. And it, there's no discipline anymore. Like it it just amazes me. Yep.
1: Well, I will say, I'll add to it is that, uh, it doesn't matter what your rank is. It doesn't matter how long you were in. You're willing to put your life on the line for your fellow brother and sister and your country. And there is no greater price that can be paid than that. And if you were willing to do that and you were in for four years, if you were in for two years, if you were in for 20 and you only made E5, you were still willing to do that and that deserves recognition and that deserves the respect of everybody. As it's sad that people people have to deal with things like that, but uh, yeah, definitely tell your friend Zoomy that he, he, he deserves all the help you <clears throat> get, and I, I do pray he does find that help, and you know, Stack Up, Regiment are definitely two places, if he's a gamer, he's a veteran, he can join Regiment, uh, I can attest that there's a lot of things going on in the Regiment Discord, um, there is banter there, because we are military, but if you, you want help, we have VA resources, we have job postings. We had everything there, including getting help for uh, PTSD and that sort of stuff and pointing you towards stack up for that. So, yeah. Uh, deity, can you share us a story that sticks out to you on how stack up has helped them better? Yeah. The,
0: uh, you know, our supply crate program has some pretty cool stories and we usually, we get some blog posts, um, Sahara. Uh, is our, uh, social media manager and they are, um, quite awesome with getting out some of these stories. Uh, so if you ever want to pop on our website and, and kind of read about what the impact was for some of those supply crates, you can do that. Um, one personally for me that uh, I, re- I recall that I got to work with was, um, content creator, it's sponsored a crate. Crate got sent out. The request was from the spouse. And the spouse was requesting for the husband who uh, he was just in a bad spot. He was in a bad way. He, nothing was clicking with him. And he had like some little, he had some little girls. He had some, some kiddos that um, I don't know what the true story was. Maybe he missed their births when he was deployed. Maybe, you know, cause I know that those things can be, can be problems, but he was having a hard time connecting with his own family. And what was really, really neat is we got this story back from, the spouse. When we got the supply crate, is that we sent them a switch, and Animal Crossing, and some other games, and that was something that he was able to do. Was this? You know, it, we we talk about using gaming to prevent suicide and things like that, but it's it's also about uh, you know that pro- the problem that that raging and I were talking about, where it's hard to connect back. Um, he got to connect with his his little girls. He got to connect with oh, his yeah. kids over gaming. Um, so it's not about you know it's not just about. Uh, here's another one that's completely separate than that two retired e8s two retired e8s they used to serve in the mil- e78 used to retire used to play around in the military together they were stationed at separate spots um, <laughs> or they were they were uh, retired at separate spots in the us we sent a supply crate to both both of those old soldiers and they got to play some games together we 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 put two two battle buddies back together you know 10 years or so after they'd retired And, you know, that was just a really cool thing. So that's two very, very different examples of how it actually helps um, and what we're able to do. And I think that those are uh, those are my two favorite. So just if I were to pick two off my head, those are my two favorite because they're they're two very different examples, two very different things um, that were kind of combated there.
1: Nice. I always love (laughs) hearing those stories and StackUp does a good job at posting those. They're really good at posting them on social media and you can see. The results of of where the money is going, uh, when they see uh, these veterans, these people receiving these stack up crates, and you see the smiles on their faces, and you see all that they're getting, and it's pretty cool to see what they get, and you're like, wow, that's really awesome. Uh, so, thank you, Dee Dee, for sharing those stories. I do appreciate it. Busy is back in the house. I'm going. I'm to here turn finally. Over the podcaster.
3: <laughs> I, I, I I don't know what you mean. I'm just one hour late, right? I just nah, realized. It's all good uh summertime summertime kids don't know summertime let me tell you this like my daughter is on point like no it's still nine we were kidding me you know i'm not gonna sleep (laughs) (laughs) um but it's fine um why did you why did he just leave i didn't want him to leave come back you don't just okay all right
1: what do you think (laughs) i won't speak much though
3: uh, listen i wasn't here for an hour and you guys talked about it a lot so honestly let's just come on let's just finish it to the end together because i honestly don't even know where we are tell me where we are first
1: um, uh so we just uh we just had deity share a story about stackup uh on our question list we're talking about what is stackups fundraising going this year oh. which is an oh. important thing because that's how the that's how all these things
0: happen is through fundraising
3: let's talk about that i like that
0: yeah. What's what's our fundraising goal? Yeah. Oh, we we want this to be the first year that content creators raise a million dollars. Last year, content creators alone raised eight hundred and some odd thousand dollars. That was uh, it's absolutely insane to know. This is if whether you're a streamer or whether you're just someone who goes to the streams. I just want to say when you're part of a charity event, whether you're hosting it as a broadcaster, a content creator, or whether you're just sitting in chat and and being a part of that community, how awesome you guys are, because for the impact that you guys are able to make is massive. The fact that content creators alone and their communities raised over $800,000 last year for veterans, mental health, and suicide prevention blows my mind. It's, it's ridiculous because I would have never thought that it was something that, I would have never thought that, you know, raising money on Twitch for different charities would have been so, um, you know, uh, what's, the, what's the word? Uh, not per, I want to say pervasive, just so it, it's out there, like people, like it's, it's everywhere, whether it's St. Jude or, you know, one up for cancer or all these other different things. Um, and then for veterans, uh, it's also just one of these I think people forget about veterans sometimes. I, I think that that's part of the problem is, uh, and that this is not, I'm gonna say something and I don't want it to be judged in any particular way. Uh, it It is not hard for you to sell me on how important it is to fight child cancer. I think that that's super important. It's really easy for me to make that connection. It is not as easy for me to make that same statement or make that same statement out there that people look at veteran issues we kind of get forgotten about. We get forgotten about by our own, you know, governments sometimes. We get forgotten That's about by, true our true. Own, uh, by our own, by our own departments that are supposed to be out there and helping us for sometimes. And the reason why we exist, the reason why any charity exists, any charity, is because there's a gap in society that isn't being filled, and in, in some other way. And charities uh, exist it's interesting that you that.
3: say that I, I was actually thinking about what if, I mean, you are filling one specific gap right now, right? By creating these uh, gaming events. Uh, how do you call it? You said like geek. Uh,
1: geek culture. Yeah, gaming events and geek culture. Yeah.
3: Uh, geek culture, right? That was the term. So I, I really love that. So, but I was thinking like Didi, I mean, with everything you have seen so far, um, are there any other gaps you think that would be cool or actually that's a good question for you both of you i think is uh, do you think there's a gap you think um that could be filled which is not out there yet or you even saw like people even doing some small other things besides that
0: service animals i think that that's another good one Mm -hmm. that's i mean that's uh, people that Mm -hmm. need service animals or that require them um i think that uh There's some, especially in the veteran world, but even for other, you know, other people that might uh, be that might benefit from having a service animal. You know, most people just don't don't consider uh, what the value of that is Uh, until you've met somebody that has a service animal that uses it for whatever therapy they use it for, whether it's PTSD, uh, just emotional support or any of that stuff. It's just a big one, Um, especially folks that actually worked with animals when they were serving or whatever their job was. Police officers who were canine right yeah. And then once they're done with that service, I mean they uh, that they they're, they have that bond with their animal. Um, you know taking care of those that's that's another one too is those animals serve too. Um, I know that we, we we like to focus on humans and I'm not saying that we all need to you know immediately start finding our first uh, you know pet charity and go and donating to, but the animals that are bomb dogs, the animals that are, you know, uh, drug enforcement dogs, the, the animals that are out there, you know, looking for bad guys and helping, you know, take down bad guys out there. Those dogs retire at some point and they need, you know, those, so that, that would be another gap. That's just throwing that out there.
1: Yeah. our that? dogs. Canine. Uh, yeah, they were, uh, I thought it was a very interesting story that I heard recently. I wish, I wish we had time last week. I didn't think about it, but when we had Rockland, uh, USA as a Yes, he was a firefighter um, and disaster response team member for FEMA at uh, when at 9-11. One of the things that I've heard over the years is about the search and rescue dogs at 9-11 and how they went, through, I mean, they were traumatized through what they saw because you got to imagine what they went through every day. I mean, they were looking and they were finding bodies daily multiple daily. And, and those dogs, they suffered. They, they were, you, you hear these stories and I, you know, I, I urge people go look it up online. You'll find these stories about the search and rescue dogs at nine 11. uh. but you know, you think that, you know, you don't have a connection with animals and you think that these, these animals don't suffer uh in through some of the things that we do, but they, they definitely do. And uh you know, I think, yeah, I agree with you. D-D. That is definitely a hole that needs to be filled is, is, through, uh, you know, t- taking care of our canine, uh, our, you know, service members. Because they were, I mean, we look at them just like anybody else when they're in the service. I mean, they're there sacrificing their life, putting their life online just like anybody else.
3: What are your thoughts, Raching?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, first off, I absolutely 100% agree with Didi on his thought process of, you know, getting them service dogs, helping the, the, the dogs that... And canines that served at the same time um but the biggest gap that i see with getting out is there's no direction i think if the military came together as a whole and came up with a, a game plan on what we can do to give kind of a debriefing more than just here you go you're you're out here's your paperwork mm-hmm. um i think that would help a lot of people out because like i said earlier like we get out and we're like what do we do now like you you're went in at 17 18 years old and that's all you know for your civilian life is being a child in school and then you get out and you got to go right back to that point you might be 30 you might be 24 hell you might be 38 and done full 20 but i mean really when you get out what what do you know about adult life like you you were pretty much handed everything you got an education for free you you, you had free room and room and board free food like the only thing you really had to pay for was your phone internet stuff like that um so like what at that point what do you really know about being an adult being in civilian life absolutely nothing like i think we need to come up with something to bridge that gap and it doesn't have to be at the end of your career it could be throughout the entire career Like constantly do and i hate to say it because we all hate it but when we have those annual death by powerpoints
1: Mm.
2: put stuff into those death by powerpoints instead of doing stuff like um i I don't even know i don't even remember half of them but they were ridiculous like it's all common sense stuff but they're not really teaching you anything that's going to help you throughout your career or after your career so i think if they started adding stuff into those. Your, your annual death by PowerPoint on how to cope with civilian life after the military and just constantly keep hitting on that every year. I think that would help a lot of people because most of the time when veterans get out, they, a lot of the homeless veterans, <clears throat> they don't have a whole lot of mental issues going on. The, the reason why they're homeless is because they got out and they just didn't know what to do. Yeah. They, they didn't know how to cope with it. Like, with it, like- it's kind of like like the aspect of, you know, you your your house burns down. How do you cope with that? It's it's you, you interesting. Weren't, you weren't
3: it's interesting that you say that now because now I again have to think of the interview we had last last week with uh, with Walkland, and he said what helped him in his mantle because he saw so much shit, you know, and and he said like what him helped um, is keeping the schedule for him, keeping his mind busy, you know, having his routines, um, and. And now you're saying, you know, I mean, they, they didn't have any mental health issues, but what they didn't have as well as like a community and a routine to yeah. stick to anymore. They felt lost properly in society. And then, you know, um, because in the end, if you're in the military, I mean, okay, I have no idea. <laughs> but what I could imagine is really that you miss this community thing that's going on when you when you go out. Is that that he way?
2: You missed the brotherhood, the camaraderie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's the reason why a lot of us go into police and fire service. Like I got out, I went into the fire department. Like there was the only thing that I knew that I could do. Like, how, how do you put door kicker on, on an app, on an application or a resume? Like you don't, there's very few jobs that grunts can go into to, that are going to benefit them. Really? Like I had no life skills. Uh, I had, I had a college degree, but um, a bat. let's face it, a bachelor's in business, it's it's basically just a piece of paper. Like you get management at McDonald's with that. That's probably about it. Um, So they don't they don't teach you those things like. And that was the biggest thing when I got out was it was adapting and finding my comfort zone. And um, luckily, my my wife helped me out a lot with with coping and everything, because when we first got together, I was I was bad. Like I was having uh, night terrors, waking up in the middle of night, screaming um, wasn't sleeping at all. There were nights that days, like I, I went 72 hours without sleeping just because I, I couldn't, I didn't want to. Um, it took a lot, like two, three years of her helping me with it. And, and, you know, thank God that she was there to, to help me and stuck through it all because I, I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for her. Um, I'd probably be, I hate to say it, but I'd probably be one of those 22 a day. Like, I was in a rough spot and the biggest thing that I can tell the veterans that are watching is if you're in a rough spot, don't be afraid to talk to your spouse. Your your spouse said, I do for sickness and health for better, for worse, like they're there for you. Use them as that tool. They're going to understand you more than a shrink will because they've been there. They've witnessed it with you. They know how your mind works. A shrink doesn't know that. Um, but that was the biggest thing that helped me was talking to my wife. The military didn't really give me any direction on when I got out and I, I, I hit rock bottom. I was drinking every day. The one thing that most veterans do when they get out, they, they resort to alcohol, some go to drugs. Um, and it's, it's a rough spot personally talking about it. It's, it's a rough spot to be in. And, uh, it's it's just a matter of you know going back to that military mindset and and getting yourself out of that spot thinking you know i i'm a marine i can do better than what i'm doing i shouldn't be where i'm at and you know just do going for it and that's that's the biggest thing and finding a a profession that you're going to be comfortable with like i see veterans every day get out and they go work at mcdonald's and they're miserable or they go work at walmart and they're miserable and when I grew up, my mom always told me, you're not going to make money unless you enjoy what you do. If you enjoy what you do, the money will come. And that's, that's the reason why I went into firefighting. My wife asked me one night, she's like, I'm, I'm tired of you going job from job, hating your life, this and that. She's like, what do you want to do? <clears throat> and I just out of the blue was like, I, I want to be a firefighter. So about a year later, I, I went and, became a volunteer firefighter and a year after that i went career with it and the last five years i've been a firefighter emt ever since and i i love my job and granted my body's broken down from the military so it's not the greatest like i i'm i am in a lot of pain right now i actually messed up my back yesterday um probably well, not Congratulations, gonna go to tomorrow, I guess. but right right <laughs> um it, like i'm 30 years old if you had asked me 10 years ago, if I thought in 10 years I'd have arthritis, I'd say you're insane. But
3: I have to ask again, and this is for you both, Didi. And I'm sorry, I I let you talk, Didi. (laughs) You're sitting there all the time. Um, But it's a follow up question to what we are talking right now. Do you think like the military should offer, like, I don't know, like kind of more support and point of career after the military for soldiers?
0: Absolutely. I think that's what raging was talking about a little bit. Uh, I think right before you popped on, we, we had a, oh, a, a, it's okay. No, it, there, there's a conversation that kind of went that direction. And I think raging was talking about, um, how we don't do a good enough job at that. But there's, there's also, um, you know, just like raging uh, it, I tried to do something when I left, which was, you know, how do you fit back in with the you know civilian world that you don't understand and don't know. And I did what everybody else did too. I went back, you know, used my GI bill, went to college. Um, but I had my plan. You know, I like to think myself an intelligent person. Um, I, my plan was that I was going to get a degree in philosophy, and that would help me understand problem solving. And I think that that's true. And But then I decided to get another degree in sociology so that I understood what the social problems of the world were. Because when you're in the military, it's a, a microcosm. Things are, uh, the problems there, they might be similar to the civilian world, as we have but it's our own world. It's, it's, it all, yeah. it's all very self-contained and so I needed to know what social problems were out there what things were happening on the outside um, how how folks were dealing with certain you know aspects of social epistemology and then I went ahead and got a master's degree in community development because I wanted to know how communities were formed and and built and how roads were made and how and planned and all of those things and then I found out that all that stuff uh, carried over into the gaming world and into the gaming communities because just because one one is hard structure, uh, the mil- or the gaming world also has all of those aspects as well. Um, so what I would say to what your question is, I don't think the military does a very good job at all for preparing people to get out and to go back into being, uh, you know, a non-uniformed person. It just doesn't. Uh, so I would say that if the military instilled anything, that it would be some sort of a, a progressive that we have. I think in the army we called it a cap I don't, I don't remember what it was called but it, i don't remember what the acronym was but that was our your last six months you go and you figure out how to write a resume you figure out how to take a couple they, they give you a couple classes on uh, interviewing and things like that but, like that's not super helpful i know that people think it's helpful to, but look you can find any idiot that that all they do is write resumes to help you write a resume you can, you can find the ability within yourself to uh, learn how to interview properly, being yourself and, and conveying you know information, responding to questions. But what we really need is uh, things that help us adapt to non-military life. There's yep. very little out there while you're in that help you adapt to non-military life. And once you're in non-military life, the programs that we have available to us are still very military oriented, like the VA, like in the U S we've got the veterans affairs and things like that, that are, uh, they don't operate or they operate half in and half out of this civilian world and this military world. We don't have a good, um, translation to civilian life.
3: I actually had a question and I can't find it anymore, but I'm sure I had it. It was, um, whatever was- I, no, it was bet- about that, that I, 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 I sorry.
0: I said, I bet it was a great question. <laughs> right. no.
2: um, I, I no, do have I, one thing to add to Diety's thing. Um, the the one thing the military doesn't tell you is okay, half of the MOSs don't even transfer over into civilian life. Like crash, fire, rescue. You can't go from crash, fire, rescue in the military to being a firefighter in civilian life because it doesn't transfer over. You still have to go through civilian fire academy. And they, they don't tell you those things when you go in.
1: Oh, I do uh I do know that at least for the Navy, that they have recently categorized our uh NECs, which is MOSs for everybody else, but NECs with civilian jobs, so that you can kind of see what how they uh cross over with each other. Uh, but that's just something that's just come within the last you know, a couple of years. Um and I know You know, you talk about ACAP in the Navy, we have TAP, same thing. And there's literally two things that I remember from TAP. Number one was the DAV, getting your record scanned through DAV, which I think is fantastic. And, uh, the guy that came in and showed you how to dress for an interview. That's literally the two things that I remember. And the interesting thing about what both of those is neither one of them were PowerPoint presentations. Anything that was on a PowerPoint, I literally have I don't remember a single thing. So going back to your death by PowerPoint. <laughs> and another thing with
2: the with the Navy's thing and the Marine Corps is starting to do the same thing with you know given civilian pairing and everything, but they don't the it only goes so far like a combat medic or or even a, a corpsman, they're trained way higher than a paramedic is. Yeah, like they're, especially they're like even a, a, they're even above nurses, but yeah. like in the state of South Carolina, if you if you're a corpsman or a combat medic, you can get reciprocity, but they're only going to give you EMT basic. They're not going to give you paramedic.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a shame, especially like a independent duty, the IDCs. Those guys literally can do surgery if they have to. I mean, our guy, if he, if he had to, he'd throw you on the wardroom table, he'd cut you open, take your appendix out if we were on mission and we, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're going to die. I mean, that's what he was trained to do. And yeah, I hear you there.
3: Uh, So, so to my question quick, Didi, because of what you said before, do you think like the structures because of the military are still like a little bit, yeah, well, antique. Um, So, and they need to be like more modernized. Uh, in order to see like real changes happening for soldiers, veterans in order to do the process, because it's not like an inside out, you know, transition. It has, it's probably a little bit more diverse if you look at the whole issue, right?
0: 100%. I mean, there's, uh, I don't want to rehash everything we were just talking about, but I will say that, um, you know, somebody in, it, it may not actually fall within the military to do, because they, you know, there's going to be uh lines drawn and people are just going to say well this is this is what we're able to do because they're not going to you're not going to get the last six in a perfect world the last six months of your military service would literally be a boot camp for i'm I'm joking and i'm riffing here guys but go with me last six months what if what if the last six months of your military service was a boot camp back to civilian life boy wouldn't that be great You know, really kind of letting you know how things were going to go, how things worked how, as well as some of the mental health help that you might need on the way out. It'll never happen. It'll never happen because the military is not going to spend six months worth of your salary and training and operate to to do that. They're going to do, um, unfortunately, (laughs) I think they're going to do the bare minimum uh, and try to do the bare minimum very well. But somebody in chat actually asked, what can civilians do? How can the civilian world make it easier for veterans when they get out? Exactly. And then someone else was someone else was talking about uh, the cha- you know their local chamber of commerce or things like that. One thing that civilian society doesn't do very well. Some places do it, but I think some can really explore it, is having a military person on civilian staff that works directly for veterans. Yes. In society. So, working with the mayor's office in a specific city or city council. So, a military liaison, a veteran liaison working as a position that it can then articulate problems with veterans to civilians on a board uh, you know, with the mayor's office, with city council, with, you know, the, the, when we're building streets and roads, when we're talking about where we're putting, uh, you know, all of these, these, or, or whether we're talking about ordinances or rules that we're putting in to have somebody sit there in the, in the room and say, Hey, did we think about veterans? Did we think about veterans when we did this? Because this has an impact. And I can tell you what that impact is. That would be super helpful. That would be very, very helpful. I, I personally think
3: that's super interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Um, did you guys talk about before I I I just don't know. Did you talk about you working together, Stack Up and Regimen GG?
1: Yeah, we and covered that
3: briefly, You covered yeah. that. And yeah. you both work a lot with content creators, right?
1: True story. Well, yeah. Too yeah, sorry. Didi, go ahead and go into your uh what you do as, as the influencer manager for Stack Up and how how a day in the life of Didi on the job.
3: exactly that would awesome thank you yeah that's why uh, i need (laughs) you (laughs) pan
0: so a day in the life of deity um well it it starts with an energy drink because you know we are all addicted to caffeine and we all need a little bit of that um but then it starts i said what's that (laughs) what what (laughs) yeah exactly no
3: coffee (laughs) you say coffee you know
0: coffee Coffee. yeah caffeine (laughs) we need caffeine
3: i caffeine yeah i just Um, have coffee
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the uh i so what what i oh no
2: oh no <laughs> no coffee <Right. laughs> I killed... I, my coffee <laughs> booted <laughs> him off
1: I... hopefully <laughs> like, he'll come back on oh, i hey, hear him coming back in coming back.
0: Is. he's coming back back in my back there we go there we go too Sorry much coffee huh that, guys apparently my phone needs more coffee uh, yeah
3: yeah <laughs> <needs more> <laughs>
0: Uh, But the uh, so basically what I do is I'm looking for content creators. or I'm working. I'm already working with content creators that uh, have have or want to uh, raise money for our programs for charity. So for veterans, mental health and suicide prevention. And what I what I'm also doing is I'm giving them uh, kind of a concierge level service of helping them through think through their event. Think through, you know, some people for some people, they just go live and say, hey, we're raising money today. Normal stream raising money today. For some people, they make an event out of it, and they want you know cool incentives. And they want you to eat, you know, spicy potato chips, or they want you to drink, you know, a hot sauce, or eat a really terrible flavored jelly bean. And all I of that. You know, know what? You know, that what? twice.
3: Did, did he? Did he narrow down for us in I don't know three to five sentences how the easiest, smallest event somebody could do which should could be effective?
0: Perfect. Like, Absolutely. I wish more people would would actually think about this. Advertise what you're going to do so the first time that the people that are in your chat hear about the charity that you're raising money for isn't the first time you went live for that charity. So advertise your event. Get some socials out there so that people know that your event is coming up. And put some really, really interesting things to do during your event. Incentives, right? Like I said, people. Uh, bean boozled challenge or play a game with a controller in your feet type of thing or you know for whatever donation so that would be it i think there's that's the three things that i would tell people to do is advertise get social and then have a have a really good incentive plan for people to donate if you could do those three things your event is going to be far more successful than if you just sat there and pushed the go live button
3: it's interesting that you didn't say giveaways Um, And I'm not saying you need giveaways because I don't think you need some but I I hear that a lot from people like yeah But I don't have giveaways or you need giveaways and I don't need giveaways
0: You're what you're giving away what you're this is the best part about an incentive. What you're giving away is Some of your humility You're making fun content. You're making people laugh at you you're making people enjoy your suffering because you ate you drank that hot sauce or, you know, you're, you're, giving a, you're giving away yourself. You're giving mm-hmm. away something of you. Um, if you have stuff to give away, cool. But you don't always need to have a giveaway to do a charity event. In fact, you don't ever need to have a giveaway to do a charity event. Because they're already getting something for that, which is entertainment. And that's what you want to do is have an entertaining stream.
3: That's amazing. That's amazing. Do you guys have any charity events planned, like personally, for you coming up? Waging? Do you have a stream or something? Anything planned?
2: Uh, we're we're always constantly giving um to charities and everything. Uh we've raised over seventy-four thousand dollars for nonprofit organizations over the last few years. Um amazing. And, and that's yeah, it it is amazing. And we continue to do things like that. Um I don't I'm not quite sure if we have anything planned in the near future. I know that there's a lot of plans going in effect right now to you know, bring in charities and, um, other things like we're doing tournaments to help people. And there's a lot of moving parts in regiment right now. Um, did you you cover
3: regiment? Sorry. Did you cover regiment GG at all so far? Or can we dig in completely? Or did you,
2: yeah, we, we, we covered regiment, um, of what we're about and everything. Um, I will say that we, we are working on a halo land. That's going to be a $10,000 land. Um, you know that's going to be in in LA uh it's going to be Memorial Day weekend March 28th is when the land's going to be it's going to be a halo land for $10,000 uh we also have a $1,000 fundraising goal for stack up and uh we're going to be having a regiment barbecue in Cincinnati, Ohio on August 6th as well um so we're we're constantly doing things to keep nice. the community active um getting the community together um we're also doing the, you know, the, I, I believe it was, a uh, Reverend warrior is doing the, the silky hikes. We also yeah. have people in, in different cities that are representing regiment doing those silky hikes as well. Um, so we're, we're constantly doing things to help the veteran community. Um, like I said, we've got that, uh, goal for stack up that we're, we're working towards and, you know, we're, we're definitely moving in the right direction with charities. Um, I have a
3: question, quick. Um, you have over 10,000 members or something, right? You're the biggest... Yes. ...basically out uh, there on bo- point of gaming. I
2: believe we are the biggest of. Uh, yeah. veteran-based gaming organization community.
3: So so here's a question. How, how do you manage 10,000 people throwing gaming events? I mean, you need a lot of people who are putting in the work for free. You have to teach them. You have to lead them. Like... How can we understand how the structure is in there, and maybe even how that helps people because they are taking responsibilities? Right.
2: Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of staff, um, myself included. I just came onto the staff a uh, little, little over three months ago. Um, there's a lot of staff working behind the scenes on, on regiment between the design teams, the the now photo uh, team that we're we're putting together. Uh, where we're actually going to have photographers that are going to go to the events and and take pictures and videos and vlogs and stuff to better our content. And, uh, you know, we've got the Discord mods that are constantly going through, making sure that everything's where it needs to be. You know, people aren't, you know, getting out of line, breaking rules, terms of service, that kind of thing. Um, You've got like, like myself, the content managers, Um, you know, we're, constantly working constantly trying to bring in new people new content creators and uh there's a lot that goes behind the scenes with that as well um like right now it's right now it's pretty uh i want to say timid as far as my job goes because we're towards the tail end of everything but here in the next week or so we're going to start the applications again and that's that's when it gets hectic like myself and, and another member whiskey she's she's a content manager with me that's working with the uh, twitch side and it, it, gets, it gets hectic during that time frame because we have anywhere between 200 to 300 applications that we have to go through in like four or five days do wow. go through them you know interview them and, and and it gets it's a lot of work and just to give a shout out to everybody that's on the staff and volunteering to help better regiment or even stack up, like, you guys are, are the real superheroes with, with our organizations. Like, it's it's amazing that you guys put in so much work for absolutely nothing. And, you know, that, that says a lot about our organizations, that we have so many people that are willing to give that helping hand for absolutely nothing just because of the fact that they love what we do.
0: No, I got that. Is it
2: for nothing, though? I, uh, Is it
0: for absolutely nothing, though? Good question. No, it's not. no,
2: it's it's not. I mean at the end of the day, like it's, it's not for any, it's not for nothing. You you get still get that self gratification that you did something to help somebody or something. Um, You still have that self of belonging because we're, we as a whole love our members. We do, we do everything we possibly can for our members. We do, you know, weekly giveaways, tournaments. Um, We do $3,000 Warzone tournaments and apex tournaments and stuff like that. And we're constantly giving away, you know, merch. We gave away a a custom PC a couple weeks ago. Um, As far as even uh, Entourage, (coughs) the the owner of Regiment went to the person that won's house with Paradox and set up the PC for them right there. Um, We're always willing to go that extra step above for our members. And, you know, we definitely show that through the giveaways, through... You know just randomly giving stuff i mean there's been there's been times that you might i mean there's there's also plenty
3: for example you're helping content creators and streamers right yes like yes, having help, those setups um helping um, you
2: know so we sorry. have our on our discord we have the the self-promotion area where you can promote your twitch or twitter or youtube TikTok um you know we're we're really big on twitter and TikTok, and we're starting to break into twitch and youtube with that but excuse me um you know if if you're a content creator there's a place for you to promote your content on our discord and drive other members to your your content so in a sense like we're all gonna benefit we're all gonna grow in that sense as long as we all work together network with each other i mean if we all did that, we could all be partner in no time with ten thousand members, even if a hundred people just watched you constantly, anyway, everyone could be partnered. But that's not our goal. Our goal is to combat suicide through gaming. and you know, everything else is secondary. And that's why it's not for nothing. that's that's Absolutely. why it's not
0: for nothing. All of these all of these things that we do, Um, whether it's, you know, all the things that regiment do all, you know, internally for their folks, the things that stack up does, um, even if it's not just, you know, we talk about stack up and yeah, stack up has a mission and raising funds for charity and all that stuff, but everything that we do, all the interactions that we have, I mean, we have a stream team as well and an active, but what we do is affecting the mental health and the safety of uh, veterans and active duty service members, uh, the world over. So it's not for nothing. Um, and I wasn't trying to call you out raging on that. I just wanted to, like, tell everybody else it's for nothing. Right. You're not really getting anything for this except for you're getting something for this. And this is what you're getting. You know, I, I, it's uh, when we tell people that they can. Oh, well, you know what? If you raise five hundred dollars, we'll send you a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or something, you know, for charity. But if you raise a thousand dollars, you don't get anything. But you give something. That's when we we you you sponsor a supply crate. So some things that we do that we're raising money for aren't for you; they're from you. Yeah. For another veteran, and what you're doing is for veterans and active duty service members of U.S. and allied troops. I mean, that's 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 what you're doing. And so I I kind of love that a lot. That it isn't that it feels very selfless. You know, I work this job, uh, and i i used to I used to stream to kind of get back and give back and all of that and talk about mental health stuff. Now I get back and I give back by helping everybody else do that same type of a thing and setting up their own charity events. So I get something back. It's so that's what, that's where it's not the for nothing for me. I get something back because when I see somebody throw out a charity stream, I don't care if they raise $5. I just care that they talked about what's important to veterans. Now, if they raise $5,000 or $5, that's great too. You know, that just goes right
2: along with it. Absolutely. Keeps our mind going, keeps it from going dormant.
1: Yeah, we talked earlier about how uh the goal for Stack Up this year for fundraising. But how successful was Stack Up last year or even the year before? I don't know if, if the twenty one uh year or the FY twenty one stats are out yet, but how successful was Stack They're up? not they're not
0: okay. They're not. Dang it all right <laughs> we're, now look here here's the deal um we are going to those those numbers are going to be out to everybody faster than they have been in probably any other year prior but they're not right now and I want them right now yeah. right so like I know the stats I know some of the stats because I helped put together some of those stats so tell um, us and so I, I can talk about
3: <laughs> hmm? so tell us what's that
0: leaks so I well, I can tell you about some of them um like I said one of the things that we've already you know announced is $800,000 of our of our fundraising which is nearly 70% of our entire income uh, came from, from, from content creators in their communities. That's a huge, that's a huge one. Uh, but the, the other part is uh, folks that, we had 700 and some odd people, that's 700 and some odd communities that raised that. Wow. 700, nice. you know, we had over 11, we had over 1,100 people sign up to do charity events, 700 actually did charity events and they raised $800,000. That's bonkers. It is. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I now ex- we're hoping that we- I would have expected mm-hmm. it to be a lot more groups than that. Just 700. Yeah, I wouldn't, you, you right? Right? Wow. So that's what I'm saying is that that's pretty crazy. There are also <laughs> things that I can't talk about right now that I want to talk about. StackUp is doing some, there's something awesome that's about to be announced and i'm not going to be the one to bust the nda on it
2: if you whisper it it never happened
0: we're we're going to yeah, i
2: can't do it man but we're
0: we're going to be expanding i'll put it this way we're going to be expanding our ability to impact veterans with our programs in a very substantial physical way Ooh. and i just want to be able to tell you what it is but i can't yeah. so we we're going to wait we need a sound for I'm, that <laughs> So it's gonna be awesome. Um, we're really excited. We 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 were hoping that we we were hoping that March first would be our announcement date. It's it's not gonna be. Um, I'm taking a short trip next week to go and a uh, business trip to go and and help uh, nail down a couple of things. But it's gonna be good. Awesome. It's gonna be good. Darth Saga swag. That's that's Sahara. Uh, they're our social media manager for StackUp, <laughs> and they just said that they'll tattle if I tell. But I can't tell. <laughs>
1: I think I might actually have an idea, but I'm not saying anything.
3: that's amazing. I had a, uh, to caveat. See or,
1: well, I was going to, I had a, to caveat or to piggyback off that. Well, I just asked, there was another part, uh, how has the pandemic affected fundraising for stack up? Because I know it's
0: been a pretty weird time for a lot of people. So we have no idea why, but we, 2020, we thought. Um, we thought, all right, guys, let's just set our standards a little lower. We'll set our bars a little lower. People are going to be hurting. They're not going to be wanting to donate. And for whatever reason, 2020 was our best year that we ever had. And then 2021 was the best year that we have ever Uh, had. So how has it been affecting two ways? Number one, we've seen an influx of our program usage, specifically our stop program usage. And we talked about that earlier. Um, which is an unfortunate, but fortunate that we exist problem, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I think we saw over 400 and some odd people come through our stop program last year. And I that that number sticks with me. So I'm pretty sure it's correct. Um, somebody might be able to, to, to double check me there. But that number will be known here, but everybody soon. But that is um, just powerful to know that we were there to receive and we've had to increase our stop program we didn't intend to increase it as much as we did because we weren't planning for that type of usage um so again you know we're excited that we're able to do that man it's terror it's terrifying that we have to do that but we're here and we're actually succeeding at doing these things and impacting veterans lives and keeping them here with us so i think that that's just phenomenal it
3: is i love that yeah. um also also um i completely forgot about it i think you probably didn't talk about it yet as well uh we as GWC uh will work this year together with you as well with stack up um we so i mean it's also not everything set in stone yet but we will definitely create a streaming team for you guys and hope we can you know manage to to have an impact for you and with you guys this year we're looking forward to that um
0: can i Mizzy, Mizzy, can I say one thing to that? Yeah, please. I know that um, one thing that people just need to understand about Stack Up, and I think it's really important in right now's uh, current world events way. You know, we talked earlier about how, you know, we've got veterans that are actually deployed uh, to Central Europe from the United States. Stack up supports U.S. and allied veterans. If you are yourself or you know somebody in your community who is a veteran of You know, the German armed forces, the U.K. armed forces uh, that, you know, any of our allies, if they need something, if they're looking for a supply crate, if they're looking to go to our website and apply because we support our allies. The same I went look I went to Iraq with uh, with with Germans and Poles. I went to Afghanistan with the Dutch and with the U.K. folks. I mean, the same bad guys that shot at me shot at them. The same things that we deal with, they deal with as well. And they're, they were my brothers and sisters out there. They're my brothers and sisters back home. So let people know that we support other folks. Uh, it's U.S. and our allies, veterans and active duty militaries.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big point to bring up. A lot of people, you know, a lot of your communities are international. You got people on your stream that are from Australia, UK, Germany, wherever, um, all these NATO countries. and. You know, they think, well, you know, I'd like to donate to Stack Up, but you know, they're that's a US organization. That's definitely not true at all. Uh so definitely, uh if you're if you are supporting Stack Up uh doing a charity stream, that is something you definitely need to make known to everybody that it's not just US.
3: I oh, look, Didi, you answered a question from one somebody in the chat from earlier, actually, with that. And yes, I'm German. Oh really? <laughs> Very German.
0: I would never know. No,
3: no, nobody knows not at all. <laughs> Oh, damn it.
0: guys! I my my phone is actually going to die. I had a full battery. I came out here. Unfortunately, I was I wasn't able to be at home for this podcast because I'm selling my house and people were in my house watching. You know, looking at it. You know, hopefully not like rummaging through my drawers. Um, but uh, I was able to do the podcast. So I am sorry that I'm. I'm going to have to <laughs> I don't know, but I am going to have to disconnect because my phone's going to die. And I apologize for that. Um, I hope that it's, it's been long enough to make a make a, a impact. I hope that it came through well. I hope that I you know, was able to provide information to you guys. But I, I am going to take this opportunity to just say thank you again for having me um, and thank you for. Uh, for putting this on and for, for being able to talk about veterans problems, veterans, mental health, suicide prevention uh, you know, what regiment does for veterans and as a veterans organization, what stack up is and how we help. Um, So I do appreciate that. Mizzy. Thank you pun. Um, And thanks. Good and good to meet you. you Do you have two minutes still or or is uh, the
3: phone dying immediately? Yeah. yeah,
0: I got, I got, I got 10% battery. 10%
3: battery light. Because look, we have for the very end, we had these hot seat questions, you know, Oh, yes. so maybe we just switch for now to the hot seat questions because this is something we can do quickly. And then, I mean, the podcast also already going almost two hours, I think. I don't know where we are right now, Pan. Do we have like, I don't know what you have covered or not. Actually, honestly, I'm a little bit still. Um, no, I, I think, like hot seat
0: questions. Yeah. I'm ready.
1: I think we're good. We um, You know, we can uh, do hot seat and then Deity can go and we can uh, close out with regiment and kind of perfect promote regiment a little I love bit that. after that.
3: I love that. All right then, uh, pun. Let's go with the hot seat questions.
1: All right, I got to get to the hot seat questions. Hold on a second. I don't have them. Okay, I have them. <laughs>
3: Sorry. No worries. I have them actually. Hot seat questions. Number one. Uh, Waging, you starting? Um, the go-to song on Spotify, Apple Music.
2: Oh, definitely Whatever. "Champagne" by Five Finger Death Punch.
3: All right. What about you, Didi? Uh.
0: Stay by Justin Bieber, but but and but and the kid Leroy, but not but well, hold on now, hold on now, but not their version, the Our Last Night metal cover version. Okay, Mm
1: -hmm. I was I was like, I I was not expecting that that one. (laughs) Don't judge me, man. I'm not judging.
2: He's supposed to be
1: you normally listen to, and I was like, Justin Bieber. Is my face judging? Has he, he has matured. <laughs> he has matured a lot compared to 15 or 10 years ago, but still.
0: Lizzie has has judging. <laughs> uh,
3: All right. Uh, second question. Come on, let's go, guys. Favorite beverage. Uh, man, this was so fun. Do we have to mention what happened in the Twitter chat before? No, we don't. No, we don't. We just keep going, right? So uh, well, what's your favorite drink in the morning and
2: in the evening? Coffee. Coffee in the morning. Do you have a particular particular brew? Oh, uh, particular brand? No particular brand. Just anything caramel. Okay. Evening. If I had my choice every night, it would be whiskey. (laughs) All right. Done. All right.
0: For me, is uh, I I unfortunately i I have uh, an energy drink that I enjoy, and I I drink that every morning so that's uh that's my hey that's my morning oh day. that's
2: terrible don't do that hey my you know what svt doing energy drinks every day
3: we are switching this game around here you're not giving us the answers what your favorite thing is first you're giving this okay diddy's answering what he thinks waging waging waging's choice and the other way around oh and oh. after that you oh. say if it's oh, okay. wrong or right okay oh, okay this is so much more fun here okay.
2: all, right. All, right. all right all right all right
3: third yeah. question mandua boba Fett? So, Regin, you start saying what you think. What Diddy thinks? Is he a uh, person? Mandal- 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 I don't, I don't, Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Like, Mandal- he, I kind of feel like he's
2: gonna be a uh, a Boba Fett because, I mean, you gotta go old school Star Wars. So, do I have to say no? He's not right yet. Or not?
3: not yet. No. First, you say right. what what you think he likes more.
0: Oh, I think he's a, he's a Boba.
3: All right, and were you both
2: right? Uh, he was definitely right with me being Boba. I'm a Mando. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm a Mando.
2: Yep. Why, why though? Not, like Boba,
0: Mando. I'm, Mando. No. <laughs> I'm changing. This this is only the way for right now, and I'm changing it when I want to. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: I'll be an Obi Wan as soon as the show starts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. I think the next one we can do regularly again. Just give me the answer. What you think? Uh, will YouTube take over Twitch in five years?
2: Oh God. Uh,
3: yes. No. Gonna... Come on. Yes. No. no.
2: Yes. No. No. Not a chance. TD. No.
3: No. All right. Is the USMC really just part of the Navy? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes.
2: Uh, yes absolutely yes the men's department <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, was... oh.
3: oh my god we just go to the next one
2: yeah we're getting better we're <laughs> just gonna leave that one <sighs> <sighs> fun's like i'm just gonna put my head down and leave it
3: <laughs> um favorite video game
2: are we answering for ourselves or for each other
3: Ah, uh, we can switch again it's a good one
2: wait right? because uh, because okay. he's never gonna get mine <laughs> uh, my favorite video game was definitely SoCom, hands down oh yeah
0: favorite ever or favorite right now
1: ever ever
0: yeah oh um favorite ever is gonna be uh probably God of War <laughs> franchise
3: oh okay yeah pan i want to you know i actually want to know yours what's yours oh pong? my
1: favorite one yeah uh probably to date oh gosh pong i'm going old school no uh i think for me uh metroid was my favorite hmm. absolutely love metroid
3: that's nice yep. all right mine is still battlefield 3 <laughs> It's yeah, awful. I mean that's yeah <laughs> or four was also good, but anyways. Uh favorite comfort food.
2: Oh hot wings, yes. Ben and Jerry Sherry Garcia. Definitely a Sherry Garcia. One. Yes. I, I love
1: think, some
3: still Cherry Garcia. <laughs> did he did you just say anything? You said hot wings.
0: Yeah, no, hot, hot wings. I yeah. used to say hot, hot wings. wings. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, buffalo wings. I love them. I love them. I love
3: them. <clears throat> okay, what's uh, number one on your bucket list?
2: Oh, um, I mean, I, everything that was on my bucket list, I pretty much did in the military, like jumping out of airplanes, scuba diving, all that stuff. So really, the only thing that I have that's number one is just to eventually make Twitch partner.
3: All right. Nice. All right.
0: Uh, adopt yes yeah big one we've been we've been working on our adoption for the last two years so that's that's on my bucket list
3: that's interesting do you remember when we had the interview i think that was right at the beginning when we had our first talk and you said like you finally decided to do that step and was it right at the beginning of covid right no
0: pretty close yeah and it
3: or there was a long and then he laughed.
1: Yeah, he might have, his phone might have died.
3: His phone probably died. Oh damn. But we got a couple of these uh, amazing questions here, so Willie. Really, uh let's see. Shall we wait a second if he's coming back or
0: uh
1: no nah, just go with the questions I now he'll be
3: back. Alright, chat, we chat, back. we need your help. Chat. We we give you now you you guys and chat. You all. You all are Diddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, all right so your your, your chocolate answer. or yeah. vanilla chocolate or vanilla so oh, definitely
2: vanilla i'm not really a chocolate guy yeah all right chat so i'm about vanilla? vanilla
3: vanilla chocolate I'm. it depends what you use the vanilla chocolate for like if yeah. it's a milkshake for example i'm definitely a vanilla guy but if it's ice cream, it's a good chocolate ice cream. We'll take it as well.
1: It has to be really good chocolate ice cream.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pineapple on pizza. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Hot topic. <laughs> I'm, uh,
2: I'm just going to say that that's about as disgusting as anchovies. <laughs> Between pineapple and like cherries and stuff, like fruit doesn't belong on pizza. The
3: thing is that for me, if it's self-made and it's good, you know, um, then I actually I I I like it. I would eat it. It's not a problem. Um, but it's somehow I I don't know. It's 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 definitely not my favorite or something, but I could eat it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Two years ago, I wouldn't have eaten it, but now I do because it's like one of the only things I could taste because of my COVID. Along with COVID, whatever they call it.
3: That was the only oh, yeah. thing you could taste pineapple pizza. One of
1: the only, one of the few things that I could taste that tastes like it originally tastes is is pineapple. Because uh, oh, okay. COVID screwed my taste and smell up so bad. But I just imagine, you know, just I imagine I mean, with
3: all this discussion going on, you know, like these people who say, like, I hate pineapple pizza, you know, go away with it. And then you were like, the only thing I could taste during COVID was pineapple pizza. Yeah. I mean, this I mean is I to it's I mean, this is better it's now.
2: to taste something disgusting than nothing at all. I mean, <laughs> it's just the salt and the sweet. That's what it is. it's the it's yeah the, the extreme. The, oh, yeah, I the, get yeah it. the
1: it's just really helps.
3: Um, oh
1: yeah, Trox plays. I um, agree. Mountain Dew will never be the same after COVID. It tastes like crap. It's so bad.
2: And it used to be my favorite soda.
3: Hmm. So we have one last question left, right?
2: Uh, I think there was two. There was one Whoa. about the primary and secondary fire team, too. Oh, yeah, and yeah. The, so, if
1: you were, yeah, if and you, the, you were to go we back into battle, what would be your primary and secondary choice? Oh, my
2: god. Okay, so
3: repeat the primary. question again for the chat, please, quick, because I don't think, uh, pun. repeat the question for the chat yeah. one time again. So, if
1: you had to go back into battle, and this is this was geared toward DD and Rage because, you know, they, they served, but many of y'all served too, so you can answer this in chat. But if you were to have to go back into battle, I'll uh, say if you were in Ukraine right now, for instance, and you had your choice of primary and secondary, what would you choose? Primary, secondary weapon. As a firearm.
3: And we're not talking I'm about you- Weebers when you're we-spawning guys. We are talking about wheel guns. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I think, kidding. God, my primary... I I, I got to go back to my roots M249. Yeah, that as was going to be that was
1: mine too. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Right, I was like yeah, I, I would
2: I would take the I would take the saw over anything. I mean, I'm a 31 all day, so saw is my jam. Um, as weird as it is, September- I actually
1: qualified. I actually qualified the saw on the, as a submarine freaking sailor, if you can believe that. But we used to have them up in the up in the sail for, you know, for security once uh, 9-11 happened and we ramped up uh, our physical security. So yeah, we had, I was qualified M249, M60, and uh, one of the only uh, uh, grenade launcher qualified on the M16, the Mark 203 uh, qualified uh, in subs. It was was crazy.
2: I see a lot of people putting M4 and and people putting M4 are gonna hate me for this, but machine gunners we have our primary as our as our saw and then our or and then our secondary is was an m4 well right at the tail end when i was getting out they got rid of the m4s and they switched to the iar the m27 and i'm going to say right now that i absolutely loved the m27 over the m4 and that would hands down my primary would be the m249 saw My secondary for the M27 IAR.
3: I was only one time in my life shooting. And um, I I tried three different guns. And I really couldn't handle. I think I I had the Magnum on one point and it has a a lot of recoil, right? The feeling of the recoil was the worst for me, you know? It's not like freaking out, freaking me out that I'm shooting or whatever. But it's just, I don't know. I I rather would like probably use something like M4 with sniper. Whatever. I I can't see myself going, you know, into battle honestly. If I have right. to.
1: Yeah.
0: I
3: wouldn't freak out though. I'm not the person who's freaking out. It's not. I. I would. I would be probably even like super calm, and then freak out when everything is over. Then I would freak out. Then I would probably oh. scream and Shock freak out.
2: Says the Mark Nineteen. Good old Forty Mike Mike. Fung 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 fung. Yep. It sounds so awesome. though. Oh yeah. It's it, <laughs> it, it, it.
3: great question. All the right.
2: Nineteen's a automatic grenade launcher, and it just sends. Grenades downrange, yep. the most glorious noise. Like it's
3: just yep. like
2: thunk, thunk, thunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Did you guys cover everything about regiment, really? Like, uh, w- what you're doing there specifically, or what you hope? We well, talked seen? a
1: lot about it. One of the things, yeah. uh, talk about one of the things regiments just recently done with their second, uh, I guess, talking about VGC.
2: Mm. Absolutely. So um, VGC, uh, Veteran Gaming League, uh, they created it as... Or VGL, a, yeah, that's right. Yeah, VGL. <laughs> I don't, you had me saying VJC too. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> we cut it out. There it is. Right,
2: just, just, just edit that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, VGL, um, no. Veteran Gaming League, we... Basically, they just wanted to create something that would benefit veterans even farther. We did our weekly... Uh, tournaments and everything we've done our big tournaments like 30 uh, not 30 uh, $3000 Warzone tournaments and Apex tournaments stuff like that and they were planning a LAN in in LA for like the longest time i don't i not i'm assuming they had VGL in mind when they were doing it already um, but they recently came up with VGL it's going to be a, a, a gaming league for veterans specifically for veterans and I, I think it's a great idea because I mean we had all these things grow uh, throughout the the decade of, of of gaming and esports. We've had we've seen women-only leagues, we've seen college leagues, now the the, the military official leagues with you know army, navy, marines having their own esports teams yeah. that now compete again against each other. And I think to have a veterans league is is an amazing thing. They've got this this halo land planned. Like I said in L.A., it's a ten thousand dollar land, um, and it's uh, May twenty eighth, so the Memorial Day weekend. Um, I think it's I think it's gonna be a great thing. I think it's gonna be a big deal. Um, I'm excited to see where where it goes, and I think it's gonna be the next uh, game battles for veterans. Awesome.
1: Now a rule for that. For that tournament specifically, is each team has to have specifically at least one veteran on the team, right? Yes, but it's it's also designed to bring in big time content
2: creators to kind of help with that too, right? To be part yeah, big time of the content creators, big time orgs. Um, we want to see we want to see regiment and VGL uh, across the globe. We want to see you know everybody knowing our name. The fact that Nick Merks knows who Regimen is, is a, is a huge thing. Yeah. Um, just a while ago, I, th- I believe somebody mentioned Regiment or Regiment. the Regiment Twitch popped into his stream and said something, but it was, it was amazing because he was like, Regiment. I, I, I know who they are and like just started talking about us. And um, that drove, that drove a lot of people to us. So having those big name content creators and, and orgs that know who we are and that even just say the slightest about us is going to drive more people towards us. And it, and it's the end of the day, it's not to, you know, boost our numbers or anything it's, numbers are great. But the end of the day it's to bring in more people that are like-minded, that are going to help each other out. Everyone has each other six. And I think that's the biggest thing about regiment and combating suicide is everybody's working together. Everybody's concerned about each other. And even though we've got 10,000 members, or 10,000 plus members we're shooting for 20,000 this next year. Um the numbers don't mean anything. I mean at the end of the day it's all about helping people. That's right. Yeah.
3: yeah. connecting with them, right? Mm-hmm. And building the structures they need so they can connect with uh and that's so much work. Um and 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 that's amazing that that it works out for you guys so good and that you managed to keep doing it because it's really difficult right these times with especially games platforms cross-play non-cross-play want uh, to switch uh, around switch to different games these days you know you don't have this one game uh, error anymore right
2: absolutely and, and gaming's forever changing like god i remember playing like spyro and crash bandicoot by myself getting you know mad because i couldn't get past this level and, and nowadays, like you can just invite a friend and they can help you through that level and you can do co-op and everything like that. That wasn't even a thought back in the late nineties. And, and today it's like anything is possible. Yeah,
1: I, I yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and, uh, the big, the greatest thing that I've learned being a part of regiment, uh, more than anything is the community that you can fall on and and get support from uh if you know if and when you need it and if you just want to go in and play video games and you know have people that are like-minded uh you know that's where you know regiment really thrives is going in and be able to just hang out and be able to talk to people who have been in your shoes and in your boots uh and you know that's what i really like about regiment um and you know the fact now that it's supporting stack up uh which is you know my heart and soul to be honest with you um is just cherry on top because it's fantastic and you know and like i said before uh you know regiment you you said it is that regiment's mission is to prevent suicide stack up's pre- is, uh mission is to prevent suicide and i think it's a, a match made in heaven to be honest with you
2: absolutely i mean we couldn't yeah. we couldn't ask for a better partner than stack up
1: yeah. Listen. What is the best way? If you have a, if you have someone that's in chat right now, or will probably watch this on the VOD later on, what is the best way to join Regiment? What are the requirements to join Regiment?
2: So to join Regiment, really, all you have to do is just go to go to our Discord. You can find that on Regiment.gg. Go to our website. Um, you can click the join button. It'll bring you right to our Discord. When you go to our Discord. Um, you can either you can join as a civilian however you won't be an official member unless you are a veteran um everybody's open to join the discord communicate with each other network so on so forth even if you're just a civilian or a dependent or or whatever you can still join the discord you can still be a, a member of the discord however in order to be an official member of regiment you have to verify your either current status in the military or your veteran status. And there's there's numerous ways that you can go to doing that. There's a section in the, the Discord where you can apply to, to be an official member. Upon completion of that verification process that they vet you as being a veteran or, or currently active, um, you'll get the invite to the the Twitch team the, on on Twitch and everything. And um, you'll also get the verified stas- status that opens up More of the discord to you because, as a civilian or a supporter, there's only so much of the discord you can see. Some of it is is blocked out just for veterans because the fact that we can get a little rowdy at times. (laughs) Yes, we
1: can. And there's things that yeah, I mean, we talk about that the civilian world just wouldn't understand, or they may think, man, that's really sick or really dark. But you know, that's just kind of how we think.
2: even the the like acronyms that we have and everything like um, I remember when I was in we were no longer to call the COC a certain thing anymore yeah (laughs) you you, you know what I mean
3: ah damn I was they stopped they they stopped that
2: like completely but Mm -hmm. I mean that, that was something that we did back in the day like
3: Yep. So you kind of also provide the safe sp- safe space, right, where people can communicate openly uh, with each other,
2: Absolutely. and uh,
3: you know, yep. um, having their own language, which could you know be judged from the outside.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think that's one of the big strong points of the regiment mm-hmm. Discord, is being able to have this yeah. space where you can go in and you can talk with people who understand
2: you, because like if I talk to somebody and. You know, I'm talking about a um, a moonbeam. Not a lot of people are going to understand what a moonbeam is, but a veteran is. They're going to know that it's a flashlight. Yeah. There's there's different things that we call certain things. That it it's just not going to make sense to the everyday people. Uh, hold on a second, my lieutenant is texting me. Oh. Oh. Well, I, I was letting him know that I was probably not going to be in tomorrow because my back is killing me.
3: Yeah, I hope that's I'm,
2: good. I'm good i'm <laughs> good you're good
3: okay. yeah i'm good okay no thank you so much i think that was our i, I wish i could have been there from the beginning uh, especially because i really don't know what don't know <laughs> well what, what we missed now but i yeah. but i think Pan, you got us covered perfectly and thank you so much by the way for jumping in here also preparing this podcast so greatly um And putting in all the work in general, guys, uh, GWC as well. We are a nonprofit platform here and everything we do here is because of multiple people stepping up and saying like, Hey, let's do something great together. You know, we, we want to create charity events. We are doing this podcast to open up conversations about maybe sometimes also some difficult topics and, giving people the space to have a deeper conversation around it. And this is why we already at like two hours, two hours live, right?
1: So uh, yeah. yeah, two yeah. hours and six minutes. Yeah.
3: Nice. Yeah. Nice. So um yeah, I hope, you, I hope everyone enjoyed you really. If you guys haven't chat another last question, here for waging X-Man, please bring it up now because I think we are about to hit the end. Right.
1: Yeah. I know KP spec just had a question is can oh, civilians, join have access to the game channels. I don't know the question of that, to be honest.
2: Uh, I believe so. I believe they do have access to the game channels. They just don't have access to certain channels like the Marines only chat, the, the yeah. army chat, um the, the barracks channel. The barracks, yep. Yeah. Um there's which there's is where channels <laughs> that's where all the banter happens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um you know there's there's just certain channels that are are military only and um, but the the self promo, the the game channels where you can find somebody to play with, I believe all of that is open to civilian. Yeah.
3: What's the best way for us as civilians to help a veteran, uh in a basic way that anyone could do, in a basic way?
2: I mean, that the biggest thing is to do. you know thank them for their service. You know, buy them a cup of coffee or something. I mean. Uh, a lot of times especially Vietnam vets they came back my dad was a Vietnam vet um he didn't he didn't get the respect that he deserves like and I, and I hate to say it like that like as a veteran you should never demand respect but I mean that as a point like he came back and he was looked at as a, at a, as a baby killer like yeah. nobody respected him at all and that was the that was the era that we lived in then and he, it, it hit him hard you know just from from a veteran uh, standpoint when somebody thanks me for my service i don't i don't quite know what to say yeah I, I, do you do you say you're welcome or you know no problem like at the end of the day it was my job it's what i signed up to do um so we if- don't do that in germany at all at all oh well that's
3: at all. And it's for me, it's always like, I I know it's a big thing and I'm in the US, you know, and you always have to say, you know, thank you for your service. Thank you for yeah. your service. And it's like a general thing. And for me, it's, it's, um, it's, it's kind of weird, but only because it's not a habit, not because I'm judging right. it for anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's just because it's not in my culture. You know, it's like, yeah, you were at the military. And but I think it's also because in Germany we don't have military really anymore. Like, you know, we, like we, I mean, since uh, the war started basically some days ago, we didn't even had a budget for for guns. You know, it's like oh, wow. oh okay, the Russians are there now. We can actually have money for guns. You know, put a few billion in there. Okay, let's go. It's 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 weird.
2: Yeah, in Germany there's still like I was reading a docu. I was reading and watching a documentary the other day, like putting them side by side. And Germany to this day is still recovering from Nazi rule. Like there's certain things that Geneva convention won't even allow Germany to do. And I think that's probably what went into them. Like not having a budget for guns and stuff was, they didn't want to go across the Geneva convention with that whole treaty and everything. Yeah. Definitely. Like, it, 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 it astonishes me how much it, it like even, even Japan like still hasn't recovered from world war Two and, it's, it's amazing how, how little the, the world, you know, forgets things like that and it, it holds people accountable even years later. Like, it, it's a whole messed up thing in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I mean, just thank a veteran. I mean, it's, it, us as veterans, we're not going to know what to say to it half the time. Um, And we're not
1: expecting it either. Yeah, We're not not looking for it.
2: But at the end of the day, like if somebody um, walks up to me, says, thank you for your service. And like, I've had numerous times, like even as the fire department, people behind me, I'll be getting a coffee. People behind me will pay for my coffee and thank me for my service. I don't quite know what to say to it because it's my job. But I, you know, I thank them for buying my coffee and, and everything. And, um, it, it means a lot it, it, at the end of the day, especially if you thank somebody and like buy a coffee for somebody that's in that bad place, it's, it's going to help them out tremendously. They're going to look at that and they're going to, it's going to help them out a lot. They're going to be like, wow, like somebody appreciates me for what I did. Yeah.
1: And you don't know how, how much a simple thank you can go to change in a somebody's day because it's you, know, you don't know matter. what. Yeah, it's the little things that matter. And you just don't know what they're going through at that time. And just saying thank you for doing what you do and for protecting our freedom, um, it could change your path.
2: I mean, I mean even the fire department, I, I had a guy, he just, he seemed off. Just wasn't acting right. Not too bad, like just something wasn't right that I couldn't pick out on. And I just asked him, like, hey, man, are you okay? Is something going on? You need to talk about something? And he was like, absolutely, and just went off on how, you know, he was going through a rough divorce. His wife was threatening to take his kids. And just by me asking him how he was doing, this guy was like at the point that he, he was going to become a statistic. Just by me asking if he was okay, helped him tremendously and, and took him out of that thought process because he knew that somebody cared.
3: Yeah. i was thinking i was thinking right now about another podcast with uh where would oh god i can't pronounce the r um rev Doc. rev q damn it oh rev dmq thank you rev dmq yeah. and and i mean he has a lot of uh veterans as well you know um and he and, and he said like a that was so nice when he said, it. like a, a a break question, a question to get into your conversation to break, you know this this you know I don't want to tell you anything, you know, or just say yeah everything is fine. He said like, hey, tell me something good.
1: Yeah. yeah instead of saying hey, how you doing today? Instead of that, mm-hmm. say say you know, tell me something
3: good. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a, gen- gen- a general gesture, you know, everyone could do with everyone basically yeah. to open up a, a more. Well, straightforward conversation. Yeah, and listening is so important.
2: I, agree.
1: Yeah. I would also say, you know, if you're if you're on a somebody's stream and they're running a an, a charity stream for a veterans organization, whether it's Stack Up or USO or uh, Puppies for Vets, whatever out there, you know, um, even if you can just give a dollar or a euro or whatever your currency is. Um, you know, even if it's just that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that goes a long way to helping veterans uh, because, you know, these organizations, especially like Stack Up, they have hardly any overhead. Uh, pretty much almost every bit of the charity money that they raise goes back into the charity itself. Um, overheads very little because most of the people are volunteers that work for them. So, you know, whether it's USO stack up, you know, I'm going to promote stack up as much as possible because that's my organization. But, uh, you know, if, if you got somebody, you know, fundraising, just drop a dollar, just, you know, if you can afford more, definitely afford more, but that's another great way that you can support veterans. It's through charity fundraising. And if you feel like you want to run a charity fundraiser and you want to run one for stack up stack up, has a call to arms campaign that you can go in and you can set up your own Stream, and you can just promote, stack up on your stream, and have a donate link. Donor, donor drive is the platform they use to for secure transactions. It is very secure. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, any, uh, f- especially for the streamer. The money transaction goes directly from the from the person that's giving the money directly to the charity. There's no interaction with the streamer themselves, and everything is secure, keeps you safe. So uh, definitely, uh, you know. Definitely give if you can give, uh, you know. Other than that promotion, um, but you know, there's so many things can, that we can do. I for think better. you can
3: use you can use Tiltify as well, right? Uh, Just as an option.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if Tiltify is there. I know Donor Drive is the one that they've recently. I uh, know they prefer the Donor Drive,
3: uh, and Donor yeah. Drive is uh, is great. I'm just saying, like, um, I think the 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 two big platforms out there are Tiltify and yeah. Donor Drive. And I mean, we as GWC only work with these, just because we want to have, we, wanna, we want people to see where the money is going, and this Correct. is the best and easiest way, right? So yep. money goes in, and you see immediately it's going to that charity, and it won't stick with us for any second. Um, mm. And they are so easy. They are so easy. Also. If, if he is a content creator in here in general, um, GWC, in the, we also try to support and help content creators as well. If you have any question or you, you would like to participate uh, in gaming events or um, charity events, we would like to do more for stack up here. Uh, maybe actually, Waging, you and I should have a talk as well later again. Um, I think there's so much we can do and just, you know, talking about it, sharing your vision about, you know, how you can help maybe somebody or with something um, that's always the beginning. And then you go from there, you know, and we all can do something. It doesn't have to be big. Oh. thank you all for being here also the chat amazing so many people participating here putting in the questions uh, sharing the love guys uh, you guys really uh, so many new faces in here thank you so much um make sure also maybe to check us out we on twitter we on youtube uh you can hear our podcast also through anchor means we have an audio version for each podcast you can listen to um we had a we had a we had a great conversation today. Thank you so much, raging for for being here. Do you have um also like for the end maybe or is there maybe a, a general message you want to get out there again or anything uh we didn't cover or we should have asked you you know
2: um
1: your socials green. for instance oh my socials wanna.
2: absolutely um well as you could as you guys know raging man um it's fairly easy. I am the only raging axman on any social. If you if you put in my name, I'm the only one that pops up. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Twitch, uh, and then there's Regiment GG. You guys can follow Regiment GG as well. Um, same thing on every platform. And uh, if you guys like the uh, Viking theme thing, then definitely want to check out my Twitter or my Twitch is. What I'm gonna say
3: amazing
1: when do you stream on twitch
3: oh
2: yeah Uh, i'm actually in the process of doing a a full rebrand like this back here behind me i literally did like finish 20 minutes before we started this podcast (laughs) nice um but i'm completely rebranding i i did i did have a spartan theme but spartan thing didn't really go with my name because they didn't really use axes so (laughs) uh, i went with the viking theme now because i'm i'm I have norse blood in me so you know my ancestors are vikings and you know then there's the hair and uh ra- fit with raging axe man they have a fascination with fire and i'm a firefighter so it just all kind of fits so i was like you know what? yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a rebrand
3: nice nice